0: Father God, thank you that we could be here this morning. Thank you for all your mercy to us. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for your word. Um, thank you for uh, providing for us and for a way to, to uh, help and bless our neighbors. We pray, Lord, that um, you'd be glorified as we look to your word, that, um, that, that by your Holy Spirit that you would be turning our minds and hearts to Christ. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I've been um when I've been here at the food pantry um for the last I think since May uh, and I've been and I've been speaking to you to you all then I've been talking about the I am statements of Jesus. And uh so today we're coming to the last one that I'm going to talk about and next time I come I'll start something new. Um but So the I am statements are a good way for us to know know more about Jesus, know more about who who He said He was, and we've gone through them. Um, so we talked about we talked about how Jesus is the bread of life, that He's the one that that like bread, that He uh, satisfies the greatest need in our lives, that He's the light of the world. He's the one that shows us that shows us the way. We talked about how Jesus is the good shepherd, that He's the one that leads us and saves us and cares for us. Uh, Last time I was here a few weeks ago, we talked about how Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that he's the only way to God. He's the way to have eternal life. And today we come to uh, I am the vine in John chapter 15. So I'm going to start here at uh, uh, John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burn. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So Jesus is the vine. We're uh, as Christians, believers in Christ. We're connected to Him. Like mean, I think the um, like the metaphor is, is clear that just like just like branches are, are connected to a vine. That's their source of life. That's what they need to keep continually coming back to, to sustain them. And that's the same way that Jesus is in our lives, is that we have to stay connected to him. It's him that's, that's the source of our life spiritually, well, and actually who uh, gives, us, gives us physical life too. But especially for um, to, have, to have spiritual life, to have spiritual strength, we need to be con- continuously connected to Christ and going to him. And in... Uh, Verse 2 that I just read it says, it talks about bearing fruit. It says, every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So what is this, what is this bearing fruit talking about? What does bearing fruit look like? And what bearing fruit looks like is, um, is obeying God, following God's word, following God's commandments. We see Jesus... Um, just previous to this part, this part that we read in, in, the, in chapter 14, he says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And again, it says, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So, the bearing fruit has to do with, obe- with obeying God's commandments. We see, Jesus also talked about, about God is, God's greatest commandments in, uh, in Matthew 22. It says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to them, said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So this is how we're to obey God, how we're to bear fruit in our lives, is by, by loving God, you know, loving God with our heart, worshiping him, having, you know, having affection for him and, you know, loving God with with all of us, with our soul, with living our lives for him, living our lives in obedience for him, to him and loving God with all our mind, you know, and that's especially knowing the Bible, reading the Bible is important for loving God with our mind to be thinking God's thoughts after him. And so growing to growing to know God in that way and and loving our neighbor and loving our neighbor, uh, you know, just comes down to comes down to being a good, you know, being whatever role God's given you in life. Being a good husband, a good wife, a good parent, a good friend, a good uh, employee, a good employer. Uh, wh- wherever we are in life, um, there's ways that God has called us to love our neighbor and to help out our neighbors wherever we can. And we can... Learn more really by, by looking at the whole word of God, we learn more about what it means to love God and our neighbor, especially looking at the Ten Commandments or in the Old Testament, or looking at um, some of the Apostle Paul's letters in the New Testament, give us more instruction, specific instruction on how we're to love God and love our neighbor. And then if we coming back to John 15 verse four, the part I wrote up on the board here, <clears throat> "Abide in me." we need Jesus. We need to abide in him. One of the things about Christianity is we should know is it's not about independence. It's not... A, it's not we should be independent of, of Satan and of sin, but we, we should be totally dependent on God. We can't do any of this on our own. Um, and we... I mean, he even says there, apart from me, you can do nothing. So Christianity is not about something that we can... that we accomplish... But something that we can o- that we can only do totally in dependence on God. One of the um, one of the most persistent sins in life is pride, um, and even for Christians, one of the one of the one of the most persistent sins that, that that we struggle with is pride. But if we understand what the Word of God says, if we understand the message of Christianity, it really should crush all of our pride. None of us should th- should think highly of ourselves. Or think that we accomplish anything by our own, in in our, by ourselves. Like in uh, First Corinthians, it says in chapter four, for who sees anything different in you, what do you have you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Like everything we have, um, we have by the grace and mercy of God. Even even our ability to obey God comes by his his mercy in our lives. And we need to and. If we, uh, if we try to obey God's commandments on our own, it should just show us how much we need the vine, how much we need to abide in Jesus, how, um, how uh, impossible it is without Jesus to, uh, to live a life of obedience. And so we need to keep coming back to him. And that's, why, that's part of why church is so important, why it's important for you to be part of a good church if you believe in Jesus Christ. Because that's where we, that's where we get all the ways that we abide in, in Christ. The ways we abide in Christ are by His Word, by hearing His Word preached, like right now, or like in church on Sunday when you hear the Word preached. That's how we abide in His Word, and also reading reading His Word on your on our own. Um, we also abide in Christ by taking, like taking the Lord's Supper, being baptized. If you if you believe in Christ and you haven't been baptized yet, you should be baptized. Um, So taking those sacraments and also prayer, praying together with God's people or praying on our own. Those are ways that we that we abide in Christ, that we show our need for him and our dependence on him and that he he nourishes us through those ways. And then uh, verse six in our passage says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burn. So it's an, another thing that's, that Jesus wants us to understand is it's not it's not enough for us to just say that we're Christians. Um, there's many people who there's many people who have said they're Christians, said that they were followers of Christ, who, who ended up being like the branches that are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Um, we we need to be really living this out if we're if we're Christians. Not that not that it's something like I just said. It's not something that we achieve on our own. It's something we can only achieve by the grace of God. But as we, um, it, it shows who we really are. If we're living in obedience to God, if we're following His commandments, that shows that we really are the true, the true branches and the, the ones who truly um, follow Christ and will, and, and will persevere with Him. And then uh, verse 7 has a promise for us. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I think we see that some promises like this in Scripture, that whatever we ask God that he'll give, for, give to us, it's important to remember this is not saying like in a selfish way. I mean, God is not just like a genie that we can just ask for whatever we want. It's, but it's qualified by what it says, what goes along with the statement. It's not whatever we wish just for, our, in, for ourselves, but it's whatever we wish in following God. Because it says, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So if we're inviting Jesus and living by his word, then what we are going to desire, what we're going to be asking for and wishing for is to follow Jesus and to bear fruit. And it goes together into the next verse that it says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So it's in, it's in what we're trying what we want, what we desire to do for God, what we desire to do in honoring him, that that's, that's how we, that's, that's the kind of wishes that it's talking about when it says, whatever, ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. But at the same time, I don't want to take away from that promise, because I think it is a great promise in our, in our lives as believers, and something that we can really hope in, because sometimes we do face discouragement, we might face discouragement in, in what, what we're trying to do for God, or how we're trying to live for God, how we're trying to overcome the temptations in our life. You know, we, we face difficulties, Um, But we have this promise that if we're if we're abiding in Christ, if his words abide in us and we're seeking to to obey him, that he will he will give us whatever we need. He'll give us whatever we need so that we're able to bear that fruit and able to live a life that glorifies God. I know for myself, it's a it's a good promise to remember, because sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't have all the time I wish I had. I don't have all the I, you know, I don't have everything the way I wish it was so that. So that I feel like I could, I could follow God and serve God more. But if I can trust in this promise that if, uh, that, uh, that if I'm seeking to serve God, I'm abiding in Him, abiding in his, and his words, abiding in me, that He'll give me whatever I need to bear fruit. And He will for, for you as well. And then uh, verse 8 is the last verse I'm going to talk about. It says, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So this is why. This is why Jesus is the vine. This is why God sent Jesus to be the vine for us. This is why there even are disciples of Jesus, So why there even are our, our followers of Christ. People that go to church. It's for it's for God's purpose, for God's glory. Like it says, but by this is the Father glorified that we bear much fruit and so prove to be His disciples. That's what God's purpose in all in all of this, and we want to be part of that purpose. I want all of us to be. I urge all of us to be part of that purpose, to be bearing fruit and showing that we're disciples of of Christ and for for God's glory. Another um, scripture that kind of elaborates more on it, but says a similar thing is in Titus chapter 2. It says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age waiting for our blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great god and savior jesus christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession for a zealous for good works so that's um how how are we going to live our lives are we going to live our lives in, in ungodliness and worldly passions, like it says here, in lawlessness, or are we going to live our lives as God's people, as people that are people for His own possession, who, who, for His own possession, who are zealous for good works? Um, and if you if you do desire to to follow God, to be part of His purposes, then I urge you to, to believe in Jesus Christ, to believe that Jesus um, died on the cross and rose again from the dead, to repent of your sins, and um, and to and like we said, to abide, to abide in Jesus, to keep, to keep, keep coming back to His Word, keep praying, keep, keep coming to church, and uh, using those ways to abide in Him and grow in Him. All right, I'm gonna close in prayer. Father God, thank you again that we could that we could be here. Thank you for giving us Your Word. We pray, Lord, that Your Word would work in the lives of of all of us here. Thank you for uh, <clears throat> being able to. To provide uh, groceries, we pray, Lord, that you take care of all the people here, all their physical needs, that you bless them and their families. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.